Hello and welcome to the Nittany Gritty, brought to you by the good folks, folks at Beyond the Big Ten. I'm John Sauber, Penn State men's basketball writer at the Senate Daily Times. He is Penn State men's basketball legend Tim Frazier. And Tim, we uh, we are coming from a new location for you. Yeah. Uh, up in France now, just jump back in up. It's like every time I talk to you, I'm at a new place, new city. Um, so I just got out here today, man. Be out here for the next uh, couple of months. Yeah, listen, rumors that uh, Metropolitans knew that they needed to replace Wemby and that there was no place to go better than <laughs> Tim Frazier. That's what that's you what know, the people are saying. Uh, that was you the know. call, right? I, you know, again, you know, I get to live in Paris. You know, obviously they had some history with, with Wemby last year. And so, you know, the opportunity came and, you know, I jumped on it. No, I mean that's exciting. I'm happy for you. Uh, I know yeah. you're going to have a few months out there. Paris is a lot of a lot of fun. Uh, somewhere that I would love to get to at some point. A little yeah, a little yeah. more difficult when uh, you're on my travel schedule, and not yours. Uh, but yeah, it has been uh, it's been a, a you know a weird few weeks, uh, especially for Penn State yeah. basketball. Right? It's been uh, it's been <laughs> sandwiched around arguably the best win of the season. I think probably not even close, really. Or some some strange losses. Uh, you know, we're not going to go too in depth on these games, but you know, Penn State drops to Northwestern and Purdue, then beats Wisconsin, uh, one of the best teams in the country, and then loses again to Ohio State, and Minnesota. Uh, but I think the the thing to get into here is is why this is kind of happening the way it is. Right? It's not really about what is happening, but what's going on that's causing it. And what we're seeing in these losses is a team that kind of can't put together a full forty minutes. Right? That Wisconsin mm-hmm. game, if you ask guys around the team, guys on the team. You know, Mike Rhodes, they'll talk about that was the they put the 40 minutes together, right? That was the time they were able to do it. But they've, you know, it's been like one good half here, you know, one good 10 minute stretch there. Otherwise, and listen, you've been doing this for a long time, right? You've been on yeah. a lot of teams that I'm sure you've seen teams that you can kind of tell when it starts to fall apart and teams that kind of, you know, that that adversity, when it strikes, it isn't going to hit you. What yeah. is the difference between a team that can put together a full game and the kind of inconsistent team that we're seeing now from Penn State? Uh, I think that's those teams that can put together, you know, a full 40 or NBA 48 minutes. Um, those are the teams that are – they win games even when they play bad because they're able to, you know, sustain this and they have a culture that are, or they have the ability, ability to play the same way that they've been playing. Um, I think you, you you said this team. You said it first. Uh, this team right now is just so inconsistent. But it's hard to even say like, hey, they're heading they're heading down this this snowball effect of bad basketball. Because at the end of the day, every time they they, they get knocked down, they win another huge game. We talk about before this Wisconsin game. We saw how they came in. They beat both the Michigan State in a blowout. Then they come back after that and beat Michigan. And then, you know, now you have Northwestern, Purdue, you know, two tough games. They fight with Northwestern a little, and then lose again to Purdue, get blown out. Then after that, come back and you can knock off Wisconsin at home. And so it's hard to see um, that this team is going to go down in this negative slope or this is when the snowball is going to continue to roll. They continue to pick themselves back up, which I am proud of to see that. But I, it is hard to watch the games and even be a part of it when you see these these laps and these faults of, or, you know, first off, when their defense is not there, it's like that's the state. That's what this team is all about, stretching the ball, getting steals, and getting and, and, and pushing the pace. And when you see those things lack, that's where, it's, you know, it's hard to follow and you see the losses. And, like, again, we talk about the Minnesota game. They're up, they're winning, and then, you know, they blow that lead. Minnesota takes it, takes takes that win. And in the Big Ten, you know, I know you know as well from covering on that, man, you can't – you have to win the games that you're supposed to win. 
And, uh, and yeah, you know, I you, think that game is going to hurt them again for whatever postseason that they think they're, you know, that they might have a shot. At. Yeah, and, and not just like that that you're supposed to win. Like they really had that one in their hands, and yeah. they just fumbled it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. first half, they were crushing them, right? Like it felt like mm-hmm. that was just a matter of time until the, the floodgates broke open. They had a chance to win by twenty plus, right? Um, and, and they 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 fumbled it, and that's the. You know, we, we talk about time and time again, like it's it's so hard to win on the road and to have that kind of game at home that that you you blow a lead like that, it's yeah. it's really damaging to your resume for the season, like you said, for the for the postseason, but also I think for your psyche for a team that we've seen, you mentioned they bounce back, like they're really good once they hit the mat, getting up off the mat. But when they get rocked, they have to hit the mat before they come back up, right? You know what I mean? Like right. it's like they right. don't they aren't ready to make that comeback until they're full. Yeah, right. Like they, they are they're fully going down, and and so like they're going to Rutgers this week, and then Iowa, and or and, and then Indiana before yeah. coming back for mm-hmm. Iowa. Like, I'm not going to be surprised if they beat Rutgers, if they beat Indiana, because we've seen, you know, okay. that once it feels like they're down and out, that they can they they can rebound. But yeah, this is it's tough to have confidence on a game to game basis, right? It's tough to have confidence that like you know what you're going to see from this team, and I think yeah, you know, part of that is new coach, new culture, new everything. Uh, Mike Rhodes, we actually spoke to him today. He talked about that, the the kind of, and he he was very clear. He was not making excuses. He was he was asked about this, but he said it is harder, right? Like it's, you know, you got to get buy-in for the press. And and I give, you know, Mike a lot of credit for when dealing with with the media is like really straightforward and it's really nice for us and like is, yeah. is uh, honest and open about stuff and made it clear that like they have guys that want to press and are good at pressing, but to be good at putting on a full court press, you really have to want to do it. Yeah. And not all of those guys, barely any of those guys have done it long term. And so I think he's still kind of fighting that mentality shift too, right? Like yeah. getting guys to be bought in when they're pressing. And I'm, I'm, I'm sure, as you know, like it's taxing to press for a full game and you got to be like a, you know, you got to be in a certain place mentally to do that kind of stuff. But I do think yeah. like maybe not buy into him isn't the issue, but buy into everything they're doing is kind of part of what's holding this team back right now. And part of why they can't get that full 40 and put it together. And I think that, I think not necessarily, like you said, not necessarily, it's not buying into buying into culture, buying into the philosophy. It might be just buying into it that, Hey, we got to do this every single play. Talking yourself into doing it. You know what I mean? Every single play. Because that's when you say when you say, "Hey, I'm gonna do this in every single play." Then, then you're talking forty minutes of basketball. When you say, "Hey, man, I'm gonna do it." All right, now we're oh shit, we're down by ten. Now I gotta step it up. Like now we gotta do it. Like or hey, we're we're up by ten. Let me let me relax. And that's where you don't get the forty minutes. That's where you get the lack of days. That's when the press stops stops happening. That's when teams start going on runs. And then after that, as a player, if you seen watching many games that made once basketball is a game of runs. And it's hard to really stop runs from happening when they get going, when they get going. It's like, um, you know, I'm sure the listeners, when they know when, you know, Steph and Clay start making threes and back in the world. You know what I mean? It's hard to stop that run. Like, there's nothing that you're going to do. You just got to try to call a timeout or something like that to slow them down. And just the game of basketball, just a game of runs. And you have to be able to lock in and say, hey, you know what? Of course, I might not get the steal here. Of course, I might get beat here. But at the end of the day, I'm still putting in the effort to be able to say, hey, man, I'm pressed for 40 minutes. I'm going to make this other team to live in hell, get it, get it to them as much as possible. And yeah, they might beat me, but they're not going to be able to beat me all night. I also kind of feel bad for coach because you see these two, you, you have these two different teams. It's like, yeah, as a, you don't know what team you're going to get. Hey, what team are we going to get next? 
you know, are we going to get to get a team against Wisconsin? Are we going to get the team against um, Minnesota? Like you, you really just don't know. Or even, and I think that's just hard as a coach. I'm not, I'm not a coach. I've never been a coach. I'm not sure if I ever want to be a coach, but I know I can see how tough that can be because you might prepare the same way as he did for the Wisconsin game. Now he prepared for the same way for the Minnesota game, but you get two different results because you, you got players, like you said, that aren't necessarily all in to, hey, the success that we got doing it against Wisconsin should be the same, the same success that we ever get doing against Minnesota with the full 40 minutes. And and I don't want to speak for Mike Rhodes, but I have to imagine that feels like pretty helpless. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because like, like you said, you're preparing, like you're going to get that team that's going to put it all out there. And then, I'm sure he knows when it's happening, right? That you can kind of get the feel for it because sitting yep. up in press row, like you can kind of tell when it's snowballing. I think it was, I want to say early in the second half, I turned to Daniel Gallon, who covers Penn State for Lions 24 seven. I said, they're going to lose this game. Like you could feel it. You know what I mean? You can mm-hmm. feel the tide shifting. And when, when they kind of, like you said, take their foot off the gas a little bit, maybe, or they're just not fully bought in that effort isn't there. And then all of a sudden, you know what I mean? You're going, you're going downhill for a while. So uh, I think it's really too, difficult. Even, yeah, I was saying even too, John. Like, I, like I, you know, you start to think now. Hey, all those fans that came to Wisconsin, all those fans that came out of Storm McCourt, they come again. Hey, team against Minnesota, they show up big time, and then you know, I mean, they lay an egg and you sit there as those fans. And they, we've talked about it before, and I, we've always talked about it. How we're trying to get all these fans to continue to come to the games, and I could just see how that, you know, I mean, that could deter some people. He was like, hey, that was a fluke. You know, Wisconsin was a fluke. Okay, some of those some of those games on the road might be tough, or whatever like that. But at home, we want that home court advantage. I tweeted something out about you know, I man, it was tough for Wisconsin to play there. You know, I mean, I got some people say some some fans reply back and say, yeah, we were there, we were allowed, we're gonna be here, support them no matter what. But you can tell, like, it's easy to say that, but then when the team doesn't perform the way they're supposed to perform, it's like, okay, cool. Do we really want to take that little trick down? Um, down Main Street, all the way up to you know the Bryce George Center, and it's snowing, it's cold outside, and I got class the next day. Um, if you're saying, "Hey, we're gonna get that team that plays against Wisconsin," then yes, and you know, I mean, if we're gonna get right. the team against Minnesota, then uh, probably not. And I don't know if you could hear him, but my dog clearly very much agrees with you uh, <laughs> yeah. working along the entire time uh, <laughs> that that you're in the right there. But no, uh, it is uh, it's one of those things where. You know, they're they're fighting that uphill battle to get people there. And Mike Rhodes yeah. said it after the Minnesota game that he was really grateful for the fan support because that's the Thon game too. You know what I mean? That's oh, always yeah, a, yeah, yeah, a yeah, big time huge. game, you yeah. know, with, with the crowd and everything. And he actually thanked the fans again today. Like it was one of those things like he was kind of hammering at home and that he, he said in the past, and I think this is a good way to look at it. And like, listen, I'm a Philly sports fan, so you don't have to worry <laughs> about like investment on my end when it comes to my yeah, teams. Yeah, yeah. But he's trying to get this out of Penn State fans like – you want fans to go to that Minnesota game and then to be pissed off when they leave, right? Like you want them to be mad that they lost, right? Like not yeah. mad, not mad that they wasted time there, that they spent time there, but mad that they lost, right? Like you want yeah. them to feel the roller coaster of emotion because listen, it's college basketball. You're usually looking at like 20 to 22 wins at best. Like it's, it's yeah. just kind of how it goes, uh, you know, in the I sport. And so like you want that emotion though. Like I, I think yeah. he's, he's trying to, kind of almost redirect maybe some of the what used to be frustration for going or frustration for attending or like mm-hmm. you know that same old same old Penn State basketball yeah, that you always exactly. hear into mm-hmm. like hey no this is good feel this like be passionate about this and care about this yeah see I think that was where where I was hitting it at because you know I heard that throughout my career we would win big games yep. and we would lose you know I mean bad games and it was always the same old basketball 
I mean, same old Penn State basketball. We did just tease us here and there. Uh, this team's not good. It's, it was a fluke. And, and you know, I mean, that's what I was getting at as far as, like, you don't want that to be, you know what I mean, especially the staple of Rhodes in his first year. We want to seem like, hey, this team fights their ass off no matter what. 40, 40 minutes, they're going to press. They're going to pick up. They're not going to – They you, you're going to have to beat them to beat them. You know what I mean? The team's not going to beat themselves. And obviously – I'm talking, in, you know, I guess in coach mode now because these are still kids. They are still make mistakes, you know. But yep. I was, I, I wanted to, you know, I was speaking on that as far as the fans go because I am appreciative to see them come to the games when I watch it on TV, to see them there and support and see them storm that court, and, and, you know, against Wisconsin. And I don't want that to be deterred by, you know, a bad game here. Yeah, you know what I mean? So I want, the, I want the players continue to show up and coach continue to do what he's doing. And the fans continue to do the same because, uh, I think this team has a chance to continue to get better. And, you know, I mean, who knows? Like, you know, we, we spoke about it a couple of weeks ago. Who knows what the postseason might be, if there is a postseason, or just in general, how far this can be something that's leading into next year. Yeah, and, and I think that's the thing I'm most curious about, right? Because when when I heard him today saying that, like, you know, it's it's you, you have guys who have habits that they formed with other college programs that he's kind of break yeah. those habits and, you know, get them to buy into a system that is not – usual right like teams don't press this much usually right right? like this is not ordinary to play defense like this and that's part of what has made him really good in the past and so you're trying to get guys to buy in and part of me wonders if i'm not saying this is going to be you know four years until penn state is a good team or what have you like i I don't know what the future holds but i do think the best versions of this program under mike Rhodes are the ones that have his freshman guys are juniors right it's not necessarily right, going right. to be where we saw Micah Shrewsbury went to the portal and kind of yeah. built it quickly that way I think this might be a slower build because you really do need a more specific type of player than maybe Micah Shrewsbury did because you need that kind of buy-in that kind of mentality where you're really just going to go for 40 minutes right like you're willing to put right. it all out there for your 24 minutes or what have you like whatever a guy's playing like part of me wonders if maybe you know, this is just, it's just going to take longer, I think, than than maybe it will otherwise. And once you get it going, then you can continue it rolling because you have it built. Yeah. But I think the way that Mike Rhodes wants to play defensively might lead to a longer. Uh, I don't want to call it a rebuild because they it's college basketball; you can get things going pretty quickly. Yeah. But to the type of buy-in that you need from guys that maybe aren't, you know, a third-year guy coming in that spent two years at I don't know, like. For example, like we've seen it this year, like at North Carolina, right, where they didn't yep. play like this. Yeah, and Puff, like to his credit, has been a great leader for this team all year and hasn't like been – I don't know. I don't get the sense that he's like pouting or anything like that. He's been really good about things, but I think he would probably admit that this year hasn't gone how he wants it to, right? Like he's just yeah, not playing a ton anymore. Like his minutes have gone dra- down drastically. He's not shooting as well. And like I'm sure for him it's tough to adjust to this system, right, because he's yeah, known yeah. – he's been in college basketball for a while and he's seen how this is supposed to look. So, uh, or, or what it, you know, it has looked like other places I should say. Right, so right, right. I wonder if that buy-in and that, you know, you just kind of have to get younger guys and let them be in the That's system right. for a few years and then you supplement, right? You go to the portal to get maybe a shooter that you need or, or a guy, uh, a big that you need, but the core of the team, unlike other places where you can build through the portal, I think this might look more like what we're used to in college basketball where it's like yep. get old, stay old. And like think, I think that might have to be the case here. Yeah, I, I think you're right about that. I think that could work. It, it, it's, it's a matter of going to Portal and you get the freshmen and sophomores. You know, I, you know, I mean, really, I'm, I'm really more thinking of freshmen, and that'll be guys that, that you see that they fit the mold that you want to press. You know, be in shape, how to be have a high motor, 
and then continue to build through, like you said, your recruiting. Um, you know, that's going to be the base thing. You got to build through recruiting as well as get guys. And like you said, you can go get specialty players outside. You know, you can go get you, hey, man, this guy, you know, he was or like a, a Jalen Pickett. You know, go get a guy from Siena or something like that. Well, obviously not as good as he was. We can go get a shooter. Uh, go get a yeah, specialty right. Funk shooter. is the guy that comes to mind for me that you can yeah, kind of right. like get yeah, that guy and drop him down in and it'll work. Right, right. I was speaking of Jalen just uh, being from Siena, you know, a yeah, small right. school, yep. you know what I mean? So, but you go find somebody that's just those specialty players that you need to surround themselves that they can buy in. Because then it's easier, even uh, it's easier to say, hey, man, I want to, we can try, we're only trying to accommodate or get two two, maybe three people on board compared to like in his first year. Hey, we're trying to get everybody on board besides ace, you know, <laughs> you know, yeah. so I, you know, I think that, I think that's something that, you know, obviously is telling in the season about how sometimes they're on, sometimes they're off because it's like, it's hard to get somebody that still, especially we talking about kids. Well, um, to get that still for 40 minutes and be able to compete and do that for, for, for full games. And we talk about next year, these guys that are do stakes. I do, you know, I hate to say it, but I do think guys are going to leave in the quarter. Um, but the guys that happens. do, yeah, but the guys that do stay, they're going to have that. They already have a year under their belt of, hey, this is what it is. You know what I mean? So now I got all summer to continue to just prepare myself, get even better, get even stronger, get even faster um, to prepare myself for the 40 minutes of defense that's going to translate for, for our team in the quarter. And, and I think, you know, you mentioned Ace. I think having him and Nick back next year are big, yeah. right? Because they're the, yeah, they're the culture setter guys. Nick, yep. Yeah, and, and, and like, I think getting those guys, ha- them having more than one year of eligibility this year is huge, mm-hmm. right? Like, it's one of those things where uh, they they are the ones that usually, at least, are putting out that effort, are, like, leading the – they're the head of the snake when it comes to the press, right? Like, they can, uh, you know, get things going and really start to turn it. And yeah. I think – you notice this year when things are going well, like things are going well for those two in particular, um, especially on the defensive end. And so I, I think you're right. Like, I think if you're going to the portal, you probably want to target younger guys or specialty guys. Like, and that's it. And I think, you know, the freshman recruiting, you, you know, you mentioned that too, like Miles Goodman there is, I believe is either their second or third best recruit all time at Penn state that is coming in next year at center. he moved into the top 100 on 24 seven recently, like long athletic, you know, the kind of skilled guy that, that you need as a big now. And, and I think that's going to be really important because, you know, I, as, as good as Kudus Wahab has been like on, on the boards and everything and as a post score, I think the ball sticks a little bit too much with yeah. him. Right. And I think that's, you know, that happens but I, I, more I, college I do, basketball than the for NBA. Sure. But I do like him on the boards. I think he, he, he yeah. he's, he's a beast on the boards where again, he does need to pass the ball. I learned how to, you know, do that, get that out. But I think, I feel I, I I'm not a big, but I've always felt that bigs feel like they don't get the ball as much, especially when if right. So when they get it, they dynamic of yeah, the dynamic of this team is Ace and Kanye, like especially Kanye really doing with you know dribbling a lot, dribbling a lot, maybe every now and dip off here and there. So as a big, you know they have aspirations and dreams like hey, I want to make the NBA too. I need to get, I want to score this. I need to score this. I want to add big games and. So I, I see the whole, hey, when I get it, I got to score, right? I, oh, I, get I, it, I that, fully understand it. Yeah. yeah. If I were <laughs> but, that position, that ball would never come out. Like, that right. is mine the rest of the game. Uh, but, but I, I, I think like, him that, hey, man, there's, you know, I'm telling you, guys making millions, a lot, millions and millions of dollars and never make a basket. Um, yep. Just pure rebounding and, and play a good defense on and pick the rules and get paid a long time doing that. Well, and I think we've seen too with, you know, Demetrius Lilly's gotten more minutes lately as a backup big, and it's starting to 
turn more into a timeshare than a starter and a backup, I think. And we've seen Mike Rhodes, and he was actually asked about this today, about like his willingness to pull Kudis just because like they kind of have Meech there who they trust uh, to to take up some of those minutes. And I think it's interesting to watch how the offense kind of shifts when one is compared to the other because – like the work yeah. on the boards, like it's important for, for Kudis and he can score when he gets in deep. Like when he gets good post position, he can score better than Lily can. Uh, but I, I think you see some of the – and I think some of this too is like Meech is a sophomore. Kudis is a fifth-year senior. Like he's yeah, just younger yeah, yeah, and more yeah. – like it's more uh, – it's easier to be that junkyard dog as guys yeah, on the yeah. team have caught him with, with Meech. But like you've seen that there's a little bit more energy. Uh, the pick and roll is a little bit more dynamic than than with Kudis. Uh, and so I, I'm curious to see what that kind of dynamic looks like the rest of the way uh, as the season winds down, because I do think, you know, there's been plenty of negative. There's been plenty of positive, And I think one of those positives this year is that, you know, I don't know if he's the starter next year, uh, Meech, mm-hmm. but I do think like he is you can you can play him, you know, 20 minutes next year uh, when maybe you didn't know if you had a, you know, a big next year that you could trust. And I think having him come along has been really big and. He's the kind of guy like that road type, like high motor, like going to buy into it all, going to put the effort out there. And you can kind of live with the mistakes because maybe they're uh, mistakes of aggressiveness rather than mistakes of passiveness uh, or like, you know, mental mistakes necessarily. So I think that's going to be important, too. But him and the rest of these young guys, I think I'm not turning the page to next season yet, but I think the guys that are coming back, this is the kind of time where we're going to learn you know, who's bought into this because mm-hmm. it is really easy when the season goes south or the season starts to like when maybe that NCAA tournament goal is out of reach. And I mean, at this point it is right. Like it's just not, it's just not going to happen. Um, but I think you'll learn about the guys coming back, like who's really invested in this because they'll still be going hard, you know, I don't know, on the road against Iowa in the third to last game of the season, right? Like they'll still yeah. be going hard and like be buying in. So I think we're going to learn a lot about maybe where some of the flaws are on this team and the guy, and we're going to see who the guys are that are ready to go and ready to be, you know, a hundred percent bought into what Mike Rhodes wants to build here. Oh, for sure. Like, you know, just how college basketball is now, you're going to see guys who's, who's, who's plan is, is to stay here and be here next year. You know, I mean, you'll, you'll see it. You know what I mean? That, and that goes for everybody top to bottom, you know, those games, when those, that postseason is out of reach. And you get to those games at the end, and you kind of just like you'll see the guys are, hey, you know what? Let's just finish strong, be prepared for next year. Or you see the guys, hey, you know what? I mean, I, I'm, I'm ready to get out of here. You know what I mean? I'm just counting down the days, which is very unfortunate because Penn State is just a phenomenal school. You know, basketball as well. They have a good team and, you know, a good coach. So, you know what I mean? The guys that do feel that way, which I hope they, you know what I mean, prove me wrong, that none will be like that, but. I think you got to finish it out because, you know, I mean, I was, I've been a part of a team where, hey, I was close and I went to the Big Ten tournament and won and made it to the championship. Or the teams and teams after me where, you know, I mean, they were already in the tournament and, hey, they said, you know what, let's go try to win the championship. You know what I mean? So you have something to fight for in, in that. And in those games, anything can happen in March. So, like, all these games matter. Even though when you do see, hey, man, we're going through this tough stretch. We just lost two. We got Rutgers at Rutgers at Indiana, two on a row. Hey, you know what I mean? So hopefully we don't. But if we do drop those two, what are we going to do against Iowa? You know what I mean? So, like, it's going to be there. But, again, you'll see, you know what I mean, who's who's bought in and who's really going to be there. And that'll be good for uh, for coach to see as well. Because at the end of the day, now with college basketball, you have to make changes and you have to, you know what I mean, be ahead of the, ahead of the curve before it happens. 
Yeah, and, and like I, I tend to agree with you, right? You want to see guys finish out the stretch as long, you know, even if they decide to transfer after the season, you want to see guys finish yeah, out the stretch, correct. signed up for it. And I think some of it too, even and you're getting, guys that aren't you're coming getting back, your school paid for it to do that. You yeah, know what I mean, so and it's like part of your job, like you're getting that. It's not like I'm too right. That too, and that like, too. It's like <laughs> and I can't, I'm not going to be in the NBA and, sharing. Right. It's like, you know, what are you going to pay for the Detroit Pistons right now? And, you know, you only won five games. And this is what are you going to say? All these last five games, I'm not going to go hard. Uh, no, you're going to, you still got to play. You know what I mean? You can pay millions of dollars. You know what I mean? Obviously, it's not the same in NIL, but if you tell me that some of the players, some of the money that they're making right now, it's like, that, that's a million dollars. That's the same comparison to what I was making in the NBA. You know what I mean? So I'm looking at it like, yeah. well, as a college student, and give me a couple hundred grand or 50 grand, or, you know what I mean? Like, that stuff can go a long way in my eyes. So, yeah, and I think like you know, even for the guys, like listen, I don't think we're gonna be, you know, I'm not gonna surprise anyone when I say this. A lot of these guys aren't gonna play in the NBA, right? Most of them, if not all, right? Like it's really hard. Like there's a yeah. reason that the list of guys that have played it's it's you, it's you know Lamar, it's uh you know it's right now it's Seth and Jalen. Like it's not oh, a it's yeah. not an extensive list. Right. Like this is it's really difficult. Um, And so I think these guys need to one put some good tape out there for if they play overseas. Right. Or if they want to make a career elsewhere or two, like if this is it, like you don't want to finish your basketball career with a whimper. Right. Like you want to go out max effort and, you know, putting it all out there. And so I think like, you know, there will be guys that want to keep playing basketball and like this is important for that reason. And there are guys who won't. And like. It's important for the other other reason, right? Like you don't want the last memory you have of your your basketball career to be like, yeah, we gave up down the stretch. And I don't think that will happen, but it's yeah. something to keep an eye on. I think always, especially with maybe a team that the emotional investment kind of waxes and wanes, right? Like it can be really yeah. high against Wisconsin, and then like you know you see against Bucknell, it looks like a team that doesn't have mm-hmm. interest in being there. And so like you have these these polar opposites. Like you said, it's like two different teams at times yeah. that, that you're watching this year, and so I think there's going to be a ton to learn. And I'm 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 curious to see how this goes, right? Because it is easy you lose you lose four or five despite having an awesome win in there. Like you know, you got two road games now, and this team yeah. does not has not played well on the road. Uh, they're not responding well to like road environments and everything. And so you know, if that's becomes six of seven, you mentioned that Iowa game that becomes a really interesting game. Right. Yeah. Not just because it's, you know, you know, they at that point, it, you know, could be four, whatever in a row. It's like this is where you find out. Right. And 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 yeah. listen, I you know, we talked at the beginning of the year, the NCAA tournament really seemed it didn't you know, I wasn't making the same declarations I was last year. Put it that way. Yeah. Right. That I thought yeah. that yeah. this was a tourney team or anything. But you still want to see improvement. You want to see signs for the future. And they're there at times. But yeah, the harsh reality is sometimes they're not. And I think that is, uh, that's going to be what, you know, we're monitoring the rest of the way. Yeah. I, I, I'm the same. I feel like every, every time we, we, we get that talk and we're like, Hey, the next couple games got to tell us something. Like we say that every game because of this team has just been so up and down. And yeah, but again, uh, like I said last time, man, I'm proud of get I'm proud of how they respond when they get knocked down. I hope, like you said earlier, I wish they didn't, they responded before they hit the canvas. But, um, you know, I mean, this is a prime time. They got two games on the road, two get-ups, their first Big Ten road, road win. And I think all the wins that they've had have been at home. So am I right about that, John? Yeah, it's just, sure. uh, yeah, the, yeah. 
you know, Ohio, Michigan, obviously at the Palestro, but like that's yeah. a home game yeah. for Penn State, you know, right. uh, and, and Wisconsin. Now, like right. the other thing is like those are three pretty good wins, too. It's just and, you and know, an Ohio you, State win too early. Yeah. It, yeah. You don't mm-hmm. see it on the road like you just don't yeah. see that, that mm-hmm. kind of fire. And and here's the thing. Rutgers and Indiana this year are gettable. Right? It's a, yeah. they're 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 winnable games against teams that maybe haven't lived up to expectations. Uh, Indiana actually didn't. I, it's funny. We, you and I talked about this. Uh, Indiana didn't shoot a single three the other night against Illinois, which like is That's or crazy. didn't make a single three the other night against oh, Illinois, okay. which is like wild. <laughs> like it is, <laughs> it is 2024. I don't understand fully how this happens, but listen, they're susceptible to that. Like and Penn state will shoot enough and will you know, press them enough that they can turn them over. Assembly Hall's tough, but I think that's a winnable game. So, like, I, I do think that, like you said, they, they respond when they, when they hit the canvas. I just, like, I think it's a matter of finding out, okay, did they hit the canvas after Minnesota, or is it going to be hitting the canvas like after more, right? uh, Rutgers? Rutgers. Right? Like, is that what yeah. it's going to take? Uh, but, yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see how this is going to go. Uh, this is – it's funny looking at this year compared to last year, the kind of uh, – you know, if you talk to you and I last January, I think this was right in the middle of Penn State's like downward stretch, right where it was like, right. oh, I don't know how this is going to go. That team very different than this one. Two NBA yeah. players. Andrew Funk is in the G League, like a very different level of, of team. But like, you know, things can change quickly. And this could become, like, you know, maybe instead of looking like a team that's going to win like 12 games, maybe that becomes 14 or 15 if, if they hit the right notes. So yeah, uh, it's going to be interesting to watch down the stretch. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I know you were looking forward to it, uh, and I'm sure you're looking forward to doing that from France now in Paris, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, rather than here stateside. But uh, you and I will will be keeping everyone up to date on these things as we continue to talk the rest of the way on the nitty gritty. But I think that's a good place to leave it for now. Uh, if you want to follow Tim on Twitter, you can find him at timfrage 23 You can find me at, at John Sauber. You can find all my work at centerdaily.com. And you can keep track of Tim with the Metropolitans over in uh, over in Paris now. Uh, mm-hmm. I assume outdoing everything Wemby did over the last couple of years, but that's just me. Uh, <laughs> but thank you for tuning in. We'll see. Have a great day. See you.